It's Kyler Murray conversation time. What has Kyler Murray done right? What can he improve on? And what do I think the 2022 season will bring? All that more on this episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in Locked on Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Check me out on Thursdays today, Locked on NFL with uh, Locked on Titans host Tyler Rowland at Tic Tac Titans. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you to everybody who makes Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day. I teased yesterday, this is going to be a Kyler Murray podcast. Sure, we can talk draft boards. Sure, we can talk things that we're going to be talking about for the next three weeks. I'm not going to I mean, I feel like that's an act of futility at this point because everything is status quo from day to day. I want to highlight the franchise quarterback the Arizona Cardinals have, K1 Kyler Murray. It's been a polarizing offseason for Kyler Murray. Why I think he's doing things in an organic and human and natural way, why I think it's unfair that he's being, you know, criticized and being asked to be put on this pedestal that maybe he hasn't matured to yet. And also, on the other side, why I think he needs to fix some things fairly quickly. They're both can be right. Okay. I've never seen a fan base that is sided more with ownership in the front office and just completely banish the quarterback after some social media scrubbing and after his agent, who I think he's outgrown, put this letter together that made it look like Kyler Murray was holding the organization hostage. I can't believe the amount of people that think that this is on Kyler Murray 100%. Oh, it's Kyler Murray's fault. Oh, he's too short. Oh, he doesn't step up in the pocket. Oh, he's not a good leader. Listen, stop it. He's growing. He's learning, okay? I'm going to tell you why I think Kyler Murray is going to be the quarterback of the future. He's going to be the quarterback for the next 10 years of the Arizona Cardinals, and hopefully he'll retire an Arizona Cardinal. I'm also going to tell you that if that's going to happen, what needs to change in an effort to make him worthy of leading an organization for that long? And finally, my, my predictions, my way too early predictions on what I think Kyler Murray will do in the 2022 season. So first, Kyler Murray was drafted number one overall. Okay, I don't know if you remember that. Uh what he did in college was incredible. He took a team that played no defense to the national playoff. And after the first quarter, after Alabama was spotted 21 points, he outscored Alabama, who ended up winning the championship, I think. Kyler Murray showed how special he was in college. People are giving Jalen Hurts all this credit now. Look at Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray's uh, careers in college. Sure, a little bit different. Jalen Hurts started in Alabama, transferred to Oklahoma. Kyler Murray was with a couple of colleges, then played one year at Oklahoma. Okay, this isn't like a Mitchell Trubisky only played 13 games in college situation. Kyler Murray is looked at as potentially the best quarterback to ever come out of the state of Texas. If you haven't lived before to, till today, I'm going to inform you that Texas and football are synonymous. Texas and football is pretty important in Texas. 
So, yes, Kyler Murray's 5'10". Yes, he has a different stature than other quarterbacks that have played the position over the years. Regardless of stature, Kyler Murray had less batted down balls in his one year in college than Brock Osweiler did that year in the NFL. Brock Osweiler, 6'7". Okay, so let's put the, he's going to have batted balls uh, in his career forever. Most quarterbacks have that number one. I'm going to talk about that in the second segment. Let's just look at Kyler Murray, the entity, and the organization that he quarterbacks for. The Arizona Cardinals are perennially losing franchise. Since they moved to Phoenix especially, they've been a bad organization. Sure, Super Bowl run, incredible. The BA years, cool. That was three years. Cliff Kingsbury the last two years. But look at the all-time losing his franchises in NFL history. The Arizona Cardinals are near or at the bottom. Tampa Bay was at the bottom until Tom Brady went there. So Kyler Murray comes into an organization that has a losing, I mean, it's a losing franchise. This isn't being negative. This is telling the truth of what's happened in the history of the Arizona Cardinals. And what he's done is come in and electrify this city. Has it been perfect? Absolutely not. Is he still learning? 100%. Is he going to get better? 1,000%. We saw week one, I was sitting in the press box, 2019, his first game. It's a home game against the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions were absolutely lambasting the Cardinals at halftime. And then Kyler Murray somehow turns around, ties the game, and and they go to overtime. And there are Tremaine Brock, Matthew Stafford, ball thrown to the chest plate of Tremaine Brock on the Cardinals' side of the field, or on the Lions' side of the field. If he would have caught it, The Cardinals win that game. So Kyler Murray, his first game in the NFL for a losing franchise after the worst season we've seen in a long time from any franchise, the 3-13 2018 Cardinals. He comes in, leads the team back, first game to a tie. Sure, not a win. And you see greatness when it's bestowed upon you and as a kid, Coming into the NFL, that's the first impression of what Kyler Murray has inside him. He was worth the number one overall pick after that game for many reasons. So since then, they won five games. They won eight games. And they won 11 games. So in a vacuum, what Kyler's done is grow as the wins have grown as well. Now, sure, he's not doing it alone. The defense has helped the coaching, you know, whatever, okay? But we're talking about Kyler Murray specifically. And I am in the camp that Kyler Murray is doing things in spite of Cliff Kingsbury a lot of the time instead of because of him. And that's not a dig. That's a personal opinion. What we've seen through the first three years of Kyler Murray is that this guy is going to be special. He is special. And he's going to continue to grow and get better. The leadership has gotten better, okay, from – from the Dan Patrick interview to the interviews, it was about, I think it was about kneeling, I believe, before his second season. You heard bravado in his voice that you didn't hear before that. This is a natural progression of a leader. Aaron Rodgers is not a good leader, okay? There are a lot of quarterbacks. Carson Wentz, they got paid a lot of money that aren't good leaders. Kyler Murray, it's TBD, but we've seen things that would lead you to believe 
this dude is really starting to understand what becoming a leader in the NFL is. He's also got some downsides to him right now. There's some immaturity there. I'm going to unpack those next. Locked on Cardinals first, betonline.net. After months of playing, we are 48 hours away from the Final Four. And then, you know, whatever, 96 hours, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever that is. I'm going to do the math. It doesn't matter. Um, A lot of hours from from the national championship game. BetOnline.net's got you covered for all of it. It's their number one source for all your betting needs and sports info from all the latest odds, contests, and player props. You name it. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your latest sports development, including podcasts and reviews for all the leagues this season. And it's not just basketball, man. I tell you. BetOnline.net is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Second segment, thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Make sure to make your second listen, Locked on NFL, Monday through Friday. I did the one today, Locked on Host, hodgepodge from around our community, host shows Monday through Friday, all the national sports and under 30 minutes free and available wherever you get your podcast. Kyler Murray, I think, could go down, aside from Larry Fitzgerald and a handful of others, as the greatest player in Arizona Cardinals history. And I don't think, like, it's prognosticating, okay? It's for it, it, it's forecasting. He's not there yet, but you're going to see him hit numbers and just skyrocket up the total touchdown list as he already is. It's a different game. I know like the dual threatness of him with a lot of a lot of red zone touchdowns especially because one one of Cliff Kingsbury, Cliff Kingsbury is so polarizing inside the red zone. Either he has incredible play calls or they settle for field goals. It's wild. But Kyler Murray is going to skyrocket up the total touchdown list, everything. You know, all-time passing touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. It's only a matter of time. And I think that he's going to go down as one of the best Cardinals in history. And, I mean, I I don't think that's really uh, too far-fetched to say at this point. He does have some downsides. One, his rookie year. His rookie year took a whole lot of sacks. Whole lot of sacks. Second year got better. Last year got better. Okay? There are things that Kyler Murray needs to learn. Let's start with on the field. One, stepping up in the pocket, I feel like watching tape on Drew Brees specifically would make Kyler Murray understand more about how much room he has in the pocket, especially for his stature. Drew Brees is not a tall man. What is he listed at six feet? Malarkey. Drew Brees is not six feet. Okay. Drew Brees' ability to step up in the pocket at his stature. He's not Pat, he's not Peyton Manning. He's not Tom Brady. These guys that are, you know, behemoths. You can use the space in front of you, not just to run, but to take a yard rocker step and gun it down the field instead of trying to Tony Romo and Steve Young it outside of the pocket like he likes to do with the spin. The spin is going to start to need to be an accent and not a go-to. We saw with Aaron Aaron Donald, et cetera. The edge rushers and the interior defensive linemen, the pass rushers, they know it's coming now. So if Kyler Murray can step up in the pocket, keep those pass rushers honest, as well as keep linebackers honest that are in coverage, whether he's going to run or not, feel like that's going to facilitate a lot more malleability and flexibility with for the wide receivers and give them a little bit more space than they have right now. It's a learning curve. Patrick Mahomes ruined it for everybody. Justin Herbert is ruining it for everybody. 
Josh Allen is the perfect example. I compare Josh Allen and Kyler Murray in this regard. They're not. I mean, I mean, you know, Josh Allen is almost a foot taller than Kyler Murray, and he's bigger and he's you know stronger is loosely defined. I mean, pound for pound, Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather, pound for pound is the best boxer of all time, but he's he weighs less than I do, so it's not necessarily. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a large man, but um, Josh Allen's learning curve was very interesting because his rookie year he looked like, what the hell are we doing here? This is Eli Manning 2.0. Dude can't hang on to the ball. He's a turnover machine, and he slowly started to get better. Sure, he had more weapons. The defense got better, et cetera. I understand. When Sean McDermott came in, it was a real game changer. Sean McDermott is the anchor, the heartbeat of that coaching staff. I feel like the Cardinals are lacking a little bit in that regard. But with Kyler Murray, it's the same thing. We've seen so many, I call them, oh my God moments. If you listen to Locked on NFL Thursdays, you listen to me with my former co-host or, or me solo now. I call them oh my God moments. Daniel Jones has oh my God moments. Quarterbacks do where it's like, if that's in there, the right coaching, the right film study, the right practice scheme, if you can get more of that if it's already in there, the oh my God moments. And Kyler Murray, I mean, come on, he's a sports center highlight reel. So it's really just about trimming the fat, figuring out what he's doing wrong more times than not, and really just massaging it until that knot goes away. So his intermediate passing has been an issue, 100%. Okay, I'm not a Kyler Murray truther by any stretch. I just think that fans are giving him a huge load of flack where it should be like 70-30 front office and coaching and 30% Kyler Murray. He's definitely not at fault. The, the New York Times article, I'm paraphrasing, where he says he doesn't like to watch film 24 hours a day. He doesn't like to watch film 24 hours a day, okay? It, that doesn't mean people are so silly. That doesn't equate it to him not watching film at all. People are so quick to judge. They read one quote that's taken out of context, and it's like, oh, well, I know what's happening now. No, you don't. Stop it. Does Kyler Murray need to dedicate a little bit more film study? Maybe. He's his whole life. I'm assuming. I don't know. I can text Stephen Bach and ask him this. I'm assuming that Kyler Murray was the best player on the field every time he stepped on the field from the age of five and seven when he was playing linebacker to his one year in college. Now, best player, you can go the Floyd Mayweather effect. He's probably smaller than a lot of the guys on, on Alabama's defense, but he was probably the best player on the field. Now, the learning curve steepens. And Patrick Mahomes even came out and said, I didn't even learn how to read coverage until midway through my second year. I believe that. Because all he did was huck it down the field in college. Now, Kyler Murray is no, by no way, no how, a finished product. No way. Usually, and I say this, and I said this yesterday, which is kind of like an aha moment. The reason why quarterbacks, aside from the fact that it's not fair that quarterbacks like Sam Bradford and, and um, Matt Stafford and Matt Ryan all got 40, 50, 60 million dollars guaranteed before they played it down. Like it's not fair. So the rescale contract was in place. The reason why also is because in theory, quarterbacks aren't supposed to be good until their fifth year and garner that 40 million. Again, there are exceptions to the rule. Justin Herbert should get 50 million dollars tomorrow. He should. Patrick Mahomes, same thing. Deshaun Watson taking away the side on the field. When he played on the field, he should have got the money that he got. These quarterbacks are ready faster, a handful of them, and it's ruining it for everybody else. 
The game, I believe, for Kyler slowed down last year, but it's not at a snail's pace like it is, obviously, for Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, etc. He's a work in progress. And I think it's unfair to expect all pro every snap when the dude's only played 48 games or whatever, 45 games, 44 games, however many games he missed total in the first three years. Okay, I just think it's unfair. I think everybody needs to pump the brakes a little bit, but in no way is Kyler Murray a finished product. I think the leadership thing is very important. It's not inherent for everybody. It's a learned thing. And that doesn't mean that just because he's not a perfect leader yet doesn't mean he won't be. So save the spoiled brat stuff. Save it. He's learning. Give him some damn time. Alex Lancey locked on Cardinals. What do I think Kyler Murray will be in 2022 on Thursday, March 31st? What do I think he will be? It's going to be pretty sweet. We'll talk about it next. All right. Final segment. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Thank you to everybody who's sticking around. I know this transition this week has been weird. Seeing my fellow co-host on a different platform right now. I promise you, it's going to be okay. One of my favorite comments so far is, well, all I'm going to hear is you talk now. Yeah. That's bold. It's a bold take. Bold strategy, Cotton. See how it pays off for him. Yeah. You're going to be stuck with me and it's going to be fine. I promise. What's Kyler Murray's 2022 going to look like? He's going to improve. That's that's my thesis statement. Bold. What do I think we're going to see from Kyler Murray? I think we're going to see Kyler Murray running the ball a little bit more than we did last year. I think that – I don't know if it was a schematic thing. I don't know if it was a preconceived plan, preconceived plan before the season started to protect him, keep him behind the line of scrimmage from the front office, coaching staff, and, and Kyler. I, I don't know. We don't we don't know these things. You can you can guess, you can hear leaks, even though you know the Cardinals are ridiculous when it comes to ooh, we're gonna smoke screen this. We're gonna be sneaky and we're only racing against ourselves and we still look like idiots. Doesn't matter. What do I think we're gonna see from Kyler Murray? I think we're gonna see more of the rookie year, second year Kyler Murray than we did last year. The idea is never to make running a an important focal point of the offense. Cause I think that's a fool's errand. I think that's where you get where injuries come into play, where he takes unnecessary hits. But I think that the threat of it kind of went away a little bit last year where the defense, it was easier to keep the defense for the defense to be kept honest. It, it was easier for the defense to understand what was coming. I don't know if this was scheme. I don't know if this was cliff not being able to think outside the box. I don't know what it is. That's not a dig. I have no idea what it is. But the offense sputtered for the second time during the second half of the season. DeAndre Hopkins was out, understood. James, James Conner missed a couple missing time. Chase Edmonds missing time. Rodney Hudson missed a couple games. It's the NFL. That's not a cop-out. Every team deals with injuries. And the Cardinals' best weapon is Kyler Murray. And obviously you want to keep him protected, cocooned as much as possible. And there's got to be a middle ground. It can't be so gray. I mean, it can't be so cut and dry. There's got to be a middle ground where it's like, okay, design runs rarely work anymore for Kyler, unless it's the naked bootleg, off the play-action naked bootleg from the three-yard line where he just waltz, skips into the end zone. But like the, the RPO where he just follows the running back 
or, you know, things like that. That's, it doesn't seem like those plays are working anymore in the middle of the field. With James Conner coming back, I'm assuming they're going to bring in a running back or draft one. There's going to be a lot more, you know, there's going to be a, a strong rush attack next year for the Cardinals. I think Conor Murray is going to be a focal point of it. I think that's one thing. It's going to go back to what it was two years ago, smartly, not recklessly, to keep him from getting injured. I just don't think it's going to be what it was last year from week one to week 17. I think it's going to regress, go back to the year before where the, the potency of his rush attack will be there, number one. Number two, I think he's going to improve drastically throwing the ball in the middle of the field. Not having DeAndre Hopkins there, where he's a surefire throw it around him and he'll catch it kind of guy, that really, there was a gaping hole in this offense. Obviously, I get it. Okay, people are lambasting A.J. Green for not being a wide receiver one. Spoiler alert, he's not. He was, he's not anymore. And is his fan stage. And is his fan stage. Okay, Christian Kirk showed flashes, but has never been really a guy you can count on. Him not having Chase Edmonds for uh, for chunks at a time really hurt Kyler Murray. Okay, was Zacherts a full year, a full or a, you know half year full off season going into his first full year as an Arizona Cardinal will pay huge dividends for for passing the ball in the middle of the field. This is something that needs to be unlocked for multiple reasons. One, if you can do that, taking the roof off the defense, taking the top off the defense will be much easier. Okay, you're going to have to keep linebackers and corners honest. And it opens up the route tree exponentially when you can throw the ball intermediately. And number two, the dump downs are going to be there with James Conner. It's going to leave that extra pocket for screen passes, et cetera. For Kyler Murray running the ball, if you can throw the ball on second and seven and get a first down in the middle of the field consistently, instead of having to throw the ball behind the line of scrimmage for a wide receiver screen, screen or end around or whatever Cliff calls, or throwing the ball on third and three, 25 yards down the field, if those are your only two options, which is what we've seen, hashtag DOI, baby, definition of insanity. That's what we've seen all of last year. You can say those are Kyler's choices. That's fine. Maybe it's on him on third and three to have Zach Ertz for him to tell Zach, hey, Zach, go to that run there, 12 feet, and turn around and throw you the ball. Intermediate passing is so important. Moving the chains, so important. But DeAndre Hopkins back on the field, that's going to it's going to bear a lot more fruits because DeAndre Hopkins will line up anywhere on the field, run, pivot, you know, plant, pivot, catch, first down. And Zach Ertz, again, bringing him back will be of the utmost importance for this. But throwing the ball intermediately and being efficient will unlock the next level of him, not only as a passing quarterback, but as a running quarterback because it's something else the defenses are going to have to scheme for. And it, it's not something that they've had to scheme for up to this point. It just really isn't. And finally, you're going to see a bottled up or different version of frustration on the sideline from Kyler Murray next year. I'm sure watching tape, watching him on the sideline, people have showed him it wasn't the best look. Now, there probably was great intention behind it. I'm a victim of this. When I get passionate, I start talking about things and I get um, you know demonstrative like I'm angry. But I'm not. It's just how my face. Listen, I, I, I was made this way. I don't know what you want me to. I don't know what you want me to say. He is going to improve upon that specific thing, the optics of it. Once you get to Tom Brady's level, you can yell at people. Peyton Manning can yell at people. I could see how people would think that his mannerisms off the field 
would be looked at as pouty, even though I don't think for one second that that's what he was trying to convey with those actions. He's going to run the ball more. He's going to get better intermediate passing, and he's going to become a better leader, especially in the demonstrative fashion by which he carries himself on the sideline. Those are my three pillars for Kyler Murray for 2022. I've gone over what he's good at, what he needs to improve, and what 2022 will bring. Critiquing Kyler Murray. And scene. Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. I'll talk to you tomorrow.